Hey everybody, you're now listening to the fourth episode of As We Bloom. Okay, so here we are on the fourth episode of this podcast and I am still extremely (laughs) nervous. So, to try to make myself not nervous, I'm going to not take myself so seriously. So, if I mess up, if I laugh, if I do anything silly, bear with me. I know I said it in my last podcast, and I'm going to say it in this one, and the next one, and the next one. But thank you guys so much for your support, that I'm proud of you, that I love what you're doing. All of that is making this worth it. Without you guys, I would honestly just be sitting here talking to myself (laughs) for no reason. So thank you so much for listening to me and giving me the opportunity to be the help for someone. With that being said, let's get into this episode's topic, which is how to love someone who's depressed. And when I say how to love someone, I don't mean just your boyfriend, just your girlfriend, I mean your friend, your cousin, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your mom, anybody who you know is depressed and you don't know how to love them, this is for you. Let me start off by saying depression is complex. There is no case that is the same. There are no triggers that are the same. There are no symptoms that are the same. What works for one person might not work for the other person. say is what I've learned from experience, what I've asked from other people, and what I've heard from other people when I was in group therapy. This is all how they feel um, being loved like can be shown. Because it's really hard. Going through this, fighting with yourself is really hard, but it can be even harder when you don't have the right support system and when you have people who are around you but don't know how to love you in this state. It's important for you to understand that their healing is their healing. You can't put unrealistic expectations on when you want them to feel better. They have to do that on their own. I know seeing someone go through this can be very hard, but at the same time, Pushing them to make them feel, to make, pushing them to feel better when they don't like too fast can like make it worse. They have to start to feel better on their own, and they need you to be there when they're not. And that leads me into my next point. There will be days when nothing, and I mean nothing you say or do, can make them feel better, and that's your job. To not give up on them. Don't walk away. Don't leave. Just be there. Even if it's sitting in silence. Just like you physically being there can mean so much. Being able to do that like really takes patience. Because you're going to want to not see them that way. You're going to want to make them feel better. But you have to understand that you can't. Not all, not all the time. It's just not going to work. And if they aren't ready to talk can't make them this isn't something I came to by myself this is something I've 
seen and like I've seen people talk about on the internet like we don't know how to put what we're feeling into words like we don't know what makes sense and what doesn't because it doesn't make sense to us there's so much happening that one sentence or one word can't describe what our body is feeling what our mind is going through and if you try to force an explanation that's just going to cause more anxiety the day I had my breakdown was because I was with someone and I wasn't feeling my best I wasn't talking I wasn't you know I was just there like physically I wasn't there mentally and the person kept asking me what's wrong what's wrong we're not going anywhere until you tell me what's wrong what's going on you have to talk to me you have to talk to me you have to talk to me I kept saying I don't know I don't know and that answer I guess wasn't working and so I started having an anxiety attack I didn't understand why I was feeling that way and it made me angry that I couldn't communicate so I panicked and that's when I started saying I didn't want to be there we all know what happened after that so long story short don't force an explanation because we don't have one (laughs) another big way to show you love someone is reassurance a symptom of depression is feeling hopeless or helpless or feeling unloved and that's not something we can control it makes us feel like the people around us don't care and it makes us feel like if we disappeared no one would notice for a very long time I felt like this and some days I still do feel like this like there were times when I would ask my friends how they felt about me or if I died you know would they care I know that's like some crazy stuff to ask but I just needed to hear it I wasn't an important piece in like our family picture like I felt like everyone lived their life and you know I was just there watching and I wasn't a part of it like I said there are days when I still feel like that but it took me a while to realize that I really am loved and if you're listening to this you are loved your life is precious and you belong here don't let anyone or anything make you feel otherwise i know them voices in your head are telling you that you can leave and the world wouldn't stop but you belong here moving on to the next point in preparation for this episode i asked a few people you know how do you feel you should be loved while you're going through this my friend brought up the point or she was she told me she was always being told that she was lazy and <laughs> I identified with that so much being told you're lazy because you sleep all the time or because you don't have the energy to do anything newsflash that's a side effect of depression it happens depression has some like serious effects on your body like it can make your body feel heavy it can make you feel tired it 
it makes you feel sluggish and it makes you not want to do anything but sleep there was a period when I was in my deepest depths of depression where my room was a mess there were piles of clothes on the floor it was a mess but I didn't have the energy to clean it and my mom understood that I mean she complained but she understood why I couldn't clean it even my friends were offered to help me clean I mean we never did but they offered and it was nice and there are also periods where I didn't even have the energy to shower and just admit that (laughs) is hard because now I mean I take my personal hygiene seriously but before I didn't have the energy to get up and shower like I just didn't and that's something a lot of us go through actually like researching this and looking it up and hearing people relate I thought I was the only one and this is for friends don't get offended when your friend doesn't want to go out with you it's nothing personal it's nothing against you they don't it's not like they don't want to be your friend anymore just they can't like they don't have the energy to go out I lost quite a few friends because I didn't have the energy to go out and even respond to text messages but again it, it wasn't personal it was just because you know I was going through what I was going through and I didn't communicate that but that wasn't their fault you know I'm just saying I lost friends because I wasn't able to you know conjure the energy to be that kind of friend and if you notice a friend doing that reach out to them like I noticed a few people who show symptoms and I didn't say anything and I really regret it because I wish someone said something to me you know but to get into the last and most important way is validation validation of my feelings validation of my mental illness acknowledging that it's real acknowledge the fact that it's a serious problem and you care enough about us to want to know more about it you know to want to help us to show that you want to help us there have been so many times where I felt how I felt was wrong or how I felt was stupid or what I was saying was stupid like even in therapy I would tell my therapist, I'm sorry, I'm not making any sense. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they always, you know, make sure I knew that what I felt was valid. And that goes a long way in creating a safe space for your loved one to be able to communicate with you how they feel. Because if they feel like you don't even think depression is real, why would they come to you about how they're feeling? Even one of my professors now, my art professor, she goes out of her way to let us know everything we think, everything we say is valid. And I love that about her. If someone is venting venting to you, make sure you say you understand or like that you acknowledge what they're going through. And like, don't be so like nonchalant about it, I guess. Because even the slightest things send us off. 
I replay conversations I had with my mom and my grandma in my head all the time, and I used to overthink them and make myself feel worse when I know that they didn't mean it the way I took it, you know? And I'm not saying you have to go listen to everybody's problem. I mean, for the person you care about and you know that they're going through this and you want to help them, these are some ways, you know, you can make sure they know that they're loved. So you made it to the end of the episode. Let me know what you think. You can follow our Instagram at as.we.bloom or you can favorite this podcast and listen to our other episodes if you've listened to my other episodes you know I like to end off with a quote and this one is let everything happen to you beauty and terror just keep going no feeling is final and this time instead of playing you the song I'm going to give you the homework of going to go listen to it this episode song is stand still by Sabrina Claudio Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in our next episode.